Welcome to Straight Shooters, where you will get straight talk concerning our Christian walk with hosts Earl Motes and me, Doreen Davis. This morning, we're going to do a follow-up on the church and money. Hello, Earl. How are you? I am fine. That's good. I just want everyone to know I got all the animals fed this morning, the pigs, the donkeys, the neighborhood animals, that is, and it's been a blessed morning. Well, to follow up on what we we did last week, I just wanted to mention a couple of things in, in the beginning that I want to thank the Lord for all of the pastors out there that do their job, who are called of the Lord, and love the sheep, and 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 are dedicated to teaching the kingdom of God and building it for the church. And I've served under some wonderful pastors in the past who loved me and taught me the Word of God and, and helped me build my faith. But unfortunately, there are a large number of people who are dedicated to money, and they are pastors, TV evangelists, or whatever they want to be. They serve, they serve the Lord, but they serve money. And they're not, they're not really interested in me and, and building me up, but they're more interested in what's in it for them. And that's the kind of people that we were talking about. Yes. And you all know that they're out there. Everyone listening knows that they're out there. And you saw them, and you probably participated with some of them. And go ahead, Dory. That was well said, Earl. Um, you know, I like what you said you know, you and I were discussing this a while back, and I like something that you said, and I'd like for you to um, go into that, if you wouldn't mind, and that was, I'm going to say it in my own words, because you said it better than I did. He's so eloquent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and that was, why should the pastors have a bigger house? than the people in the congregations. That was just the gist of what you said. So I'd like for you to follow up on that. Well, the, the, Lord, the Lord spent a lot of time talking about money. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, uh, 2,000 times in the Bible, the Lord talked about money. And the Bible talked about money. And it was usually discussed to show the difference between the love of God and the love of the world, or people who, who are following the wrong thing. In other words, <clears throat> they have an interest, but the interest is in what's in it for me. And here's what the Bible had to say about them. I didn't write these words. This is what God said about them. He said, Because of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, and that word ravening, hungry, hungry wolves, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns? Or, or, or figs of thistles. So even so, every good tree, the Lord said, every good tree brings forth good fruit, and an evil tree can't bring forth good fruit, and, and vice versa. So th those, are, those are the things that, that he was trying to point out. And a, and a good tree, it will always bring forth good fruit. Yeah. And a false tree will also bring something that's false. The Lord said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. So people can put on a good front, and they can say all the right things, yeah. and, and it will sound great to you. But if I am promoting myself, and I tell you that what you give to me is going to bless you, well, 
when you send me a thousand dollars, I got a thousand dollars in my bank, and you're a thousand dollars short. <laughs> and if you gave that in the right manner, the Lord will probably bless you. But but as far as far as you getting all your bills paid by sending me money, that's not going to happen. Right. And that's just that's just the truth. Okay. That's right. It just it and that goes back to uh, I, I've I've seen I've heard um, a pastor say in his younger married days how um they their tithe they they paid their tithe over their rent or or food and um the the tithe and and that that's a religious thing too i believe but the tithe was more important than paying their rent now is that being a witness of God to those people, or is that being, uh, is that showing who we're supposed to be in Christ to those people? What kind of witness is that being to them? Not paying your rent? Oh, I'm going to pay my tithe because no, if if we've gotten ourselves in a situation to where we 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 can't pay tithe on top of rent, then you need to step back and think, okay, what do I need to change here? I do need to pay that rent because I could lose my apartment or my house. Would that be of God? No, that would not be of God. And that goes back to the scripture, give according to what you purpose in your heart. If you can't give that full tithe, then you need to give, you know, not need. If you can't give anything, don't worry about it. Don't be religious about it. But when you can, give that dollar, give that $10, give that $20. But until then... You pay your rent because that's not being a um, that's not being a witness. I'm sorry, everybody. I forgot to turn my it's phone okay. off. It's all right. Um, that's not being a witness to God. That's not being a witness for Him, is what I mean to say. So, um, with that being said, go ahead, Earl. Well, the the the, the what you're saying there is this: that if I am preaching to you, and I say to you that you go ahead and pay your tithes, and God will take care of make sure that you've got the money for your rent. But here's the thing about that is, if it's, okay, it's, just, it's anything that you make a vow to pay, okay? If you, if you borrow money from me and you tell me I'll pay you back on the 6th of the month, and you don't have the money to pay me, but you pay the church, you lied to me. Yep, that's right. You you told me you was going to pay me. Now, Good your point. your testimony is not going to be worth a dime to me. I'm going to say this girl don't pay her tithes, okay? she I mean, she doesn't pay her, her, her obligations. And yes, she well paid her said. T- and she, I didn't know you paid your tithes and didn't pay me. Yeah. But but – but that's that's how you that's how you manipulate manipulate people. Mm-hmm. We had we had an evangelist come into our church one time, and he took four offerings, four yeah. offerings, and he even had the kids marching, picking up chains from their parents. He had people. He oh, had wow. a thing where they had a balance up on the stage. And the kids brought their money up and put it in and see which one was the which for the teenagers or the young folks was going to have the whichever the thing the, the balance was yeah. going to tilt. Okay, now here's here's a beautiful thing he did. <laughs> this is what he did, right? This you're going to laugh, but it's but it's so it's so typical of how you can be duped. Mm-hmm. And he was taking his offering, and he stopped right in the middle of his offering, and this is what he said: 
I'm just checking up on my payments to the Lord. I'm just checking up on my payments to the Lord. I'm going to pay my bills I know I owe, then glory land my social foe. Go, I'm just checking up on my payments to the Lord. Now, isn't that brilliant? Yeah. I'm sitting there listening to this. <laughs> okay. And I mean, people have educated themselves <laughs> on how to receive an offering. Mm-hmm. And uh, people coming back from a meeting saying, well, how did the meeting go? Not how many people got saved. The offerings were good. <laughs> well, well where, where, is your, where, is, where is your spiritual life in that? Yes. Okay, how many, not how many people got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just got a good offering. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. You can be duped and be slicked. And, and I've been a salesman all of my life. And a good and, one. And I and yes, I was good at it, <laughs> and 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 uh, it was good to me. But the thing about it was, I had a story to tell, and I had I it wasn't gimmicks, but I had little lines that I tossed in, which which gave you a buying signal. Okay, I'm 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 pulling you in by my buying signal, and I have a little story to tell or whatever. But but the th- the main thing is, I want your money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So, so when when a salesman comes to your door, a lady came to my door the other day, and she was her. My neighbor was introducing her her sister to me, and her sister. The first thing she said to me was, "Man, you are handsome," and I said, "What are you selling?" <laughs> because because salespeople always compliment you, right? And I started yeah. to say, "How long have you had the cataracts?" But <laughs> I didn't say that either. But what I'm saying is a story sounds good, and, and you can be motivated by all kinds of stories. Yes. And, and, but, but you have to make the decision, this is my money. I want it in good ground. Where am I going to put it? Yes. Okay? Go ahead, Dorian. Um, love. Let's think about love. As we all know, when it comes to love, true love, there is no selfishness of any kind in true love. Selfishness, the church has gotten into the selfish mode. It has gotten hung up on that. So let's look at this. Selfishness in the church. There can't be love there. There cannot be love in the church when selfishness abides there. Amen. So we have we have some people who have needs in the church. And um let's say let me say this. If we if Let's go back to years ago. If there was no selfishness in the church, this is what we would hear from the pastors, from the leadership, okay? Mm-hmm. We have some people who have needs here. I'd like for us to take up an offering for them. I cannot tell you, it has been years, it has been decades, sad to say, since I've heard anything like this from a pastor. But you used to hear it all the time. Used to hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. As a kid. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's say, um, and then there is Pastor's Appreciation Day. It is no longer a day. It is the month mm-hmm. for a whole month. How about this? How about a pastor say this? Thank you all so much. My family and I are touched. You have all been blessings. But you know what? I know that there are people in this church who have needs, and I would like for us to use that offering <laughs> to bless them. You're kidding now. Because they're already, they already have it. But let's think about this. And this is not me. This is not me. Um, putting anyone down but i'm just speaking the truth because selfishness is abiding here if you're already doing well why can't you let go of something for someone else isn't that what we're supposed to do and i have scriptures that will back this up i want to continue here i know a church several years ago people so many people in this church and it was a good-sized church have lost their jobs. Now, here it is, Pastor's Appreciation Day. And they want to take up an offering, and he's been there for 40 years. They want to take up an offering to where this man, to where this man, they want him to receive the amount in $40,000. That represents 40 years that he's been pastoring there. Wow. $40,000. Now, what is this saying to those who are in the church hurting? How is this making them feel? I mean, think about that. <laughs> they were encouraged to give to reach that goal in that amount of money. I have to tell you, that put a bad taste in my mouth. And people, they give gold, jewelry, they give money. For Pastor's Appreciation Day, it's become something more than it should be. And it's become more about material than it has about the value of the person. Money isn't always about valuing somebody. Sometimes a simple card, but it's no longer a simple card. It's gotten to where the, the some of these pastors have gotten so entitled they have that entitlement mentality. They're expecting. This is their bonus month. They're expecting more from you. But I would like to say, what about those who have given their heart and their time and their sweat to who work behind the scenes, who teach classes, who get up and, and sing, and who, who do whatever, but these people who, who, who do the... Um, the food and the gatherings and, 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 and the planning for these social gatherings. What about these people? What do they get? Do they have an appreciation day? They get a pat on the back. Thank you so much. Okay. And it goes back to why should the pastors live in the bigger houses? Mm-hmm. That just came to me. Yeah. Well, the one good thing about that is, and one thing that I want to mention on that, and I think you'll 100% agree with this, if you're going to give to that, okay, why do you put it in a card so that the pastor will know how much you, you gave. gave? Amen. Okay, so 
<laughs> it's not it's not a free will thing anymore. It's who can outgive the other one, and uh, but you know, and I better not look bad if I yeah. don't give something. I'm going to look bad, and that's that's. Now they they gave me a, the Lord gave me this thought a couple of days ago, Loreen, and I think I mentioned it to you. What do they call these people, these TV evangelists who have all of these millions of dollars in the jet planes and all that? What do they call these people who send money to them? Partners. (laughs) Partners. Now, I have been involved in three partnerships, and one, most of them was with one guy. We were equal partners. I drew the same amount of money that he did. In your company. And he owned half the company, and I owned half the company. I am not your partner to send you $1,000 out of my feeble bank account when you're living in a 60, about $6.5 million lake home mm-hmm. with five jet planes sitting in your hangar. Right. Now, I'm not your partner. Yeah. If I'm your partner, then I've got half of that $750 million that you got, right? right. That's now, a good partners word. are partners. Mm-hmm. Okay, my wife is my partner. Mm-hmm. We have a joint bank account. Every dime in that bank account, half of it belongs to her. Actually, all of it does. Well, it's true. It's true. And, and on the other hand, I guess all of it belongs to me too. Okay, so I'm going to make the, I'm going to make that plain. But I'm not your partner, and and that's that's what that's what they call that's what they call people who these are our partners. A guy down here working for five dollars, I mean fifteen dollars an hour at, at Walmart, is not a partner with a guy who's worth seven hundred million dollars. Right. Now, if that makes any sense to you, then Mm-mm. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you become my partner. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. And I mean, there are good smaller ministries out there that yep. people really need to take a good look at. That are really, I'll tell you what, these smaller ministries have more faith than the mega ministries oh, because these smaller ministries they, they know how to rely on God because that's what they've been doing. God has been training them to rely on Him. To where the mega churches no longer know how to rely on him because they all they rely on your money because they get it every week, so they're dependent on it, and they're entitled to it. Um, but I'd like to know that, and, and and if the truth be told, it's the um, I want to get back to this. I want to get to this. I have seen where people are now treating the pastors like they are king. And this is leading up to some scriptures that I have. The pastor is called to be your servant. Servant. Not king. Why? Look at what people... have created today and yes people you have created this per se you there's they've become spoiled entitled leadership because you chose to see them as the king and put them high on the pedestals where they do not belong only jesus belongs there 
Jesus was our servant and saw himself as such. He never thought he was higher or above any. Jesus always had a humbled heart. Amen. Where is the humility in leadership today? And looking after the sheep. You know what? Pastors now are all also going at ministering in other places instead of mending after their own sheep. I'm coming here. You scratch my back and I'll scratch your back because we get that extra. I forget what that's called. Uh, Honorarium. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and trying to make a name for themselves instead of being satisfied and looking after their sheep because they're not there looking after their sheep. The hearts are not into looking after the sheep. Junk has gotten into the church. Selfishness has gotten in the church. All the world has the church has become the world, and that's exactly what it is. Now, again, I'm not talking about every church because I'm telling I'm telling you that there are several good churches out there. Yes, there are. But this is all about, hey, if this is you and you don't like what we're saying and we're hitting a nerve, this is about opening your eyes. This is about steering you back to the way you're, you should be, the way you should be walking, because there, the end is here. Jesus is coming soon, and it doesn't matter Amen. how much money you have in your bank account and how big your church is. You're going to be spewed, and he's going to say, I never knew you because of this, because of where your heart was. Mm-hmm. And you can lie to yourself and say that you love everybody. But actions speak louder than words. Isn't that right, Earl? Amen. But I'd like to go to this. Pastors are not to look out for each other. They're to look out for you as the sheep. This And, and again, I've already mentioned, this is why the church has become selfish. But what I want to do is I want to give you scriptures here. Matthew twenty twenty seven through 28. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. And Mark ten forty five says the same thing. He gave his life a ransom for many. Luke 22, 27. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serves. And Philippians, oh, I have to read Philippians here. And this here to me says it all. And then Earl, you'll add to what I just said. Okay. Okay, Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to start at verse 2. Fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. 
Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Mm -hmm. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. No pastor is equal with God, people. No leader is equal with God and never will be. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant Mm -hmm. and was made in the likeliness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, Earl. Well, the Lord picked 12 people. And out of those 12 people, one of them was a thief. One, one man, you know why, you know why Jesus sold, Judas sold the Lord out? For money. What will you give me if I show you who he is and I expose him? The story is, he carried the bag. In the bag was what little money they had. That little amount of money tempted a man who the Lord picked to be a disciple, and he went out and sold his Lord and his Redeemer for 30 pieces of silver. Money will own you or you'll own it. Mm-hmm. It's not how much money you have. You can have all the money in the world. As long as it don't have you, as long as you are willing to give to others and you're willing to sacrifice and, and help people, yes, then God will give you all the money that you want. Mm-hmm. But don't ever sell the gospel. That's my that's my closing statement. Don't ever sell out the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's not worth it. No. It's not worth it. And Jesus said, You will say to me in that day, while we have cast out devils in your name. He didn't argue with them. He didn't say you haven't. He said, But I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know you. You followed the wrong thing. And so if money, it, it, it's our greed is, will kill us. Yes. And, and it'll take you to the grave because you'll get so – people say, well, they asked a millionaire, multi-multi-millionaire one time. I said, how much money do you want? And he said, one more dollar. One more dollar. And if you're still chasing that dollar, and as a Christian man – I told my wife yesterday, I said, we have everything we need. We do. We have everything we need. We have a nice home. We have a nice fair car. Uh, it's funny that everybody in the neighborhood has got a better car than I do. <laughs> but but I like my little car, and I just keep driving it. And until I'm like, I'm like a friend of mine, I'll drive it till the wheels fall off of it. But, but we have everything we need. Anything above that, we should use it to help somebody else. Yeah. If we don't need it, then help somebody with it. Yeah. And I try to live with that principle. You can never outgive God. You can't. You, you can can't. never you outgive God. And you there's cannot. a remnant that has started. And the remnant is becoming like the scripture the scripture I just read, become we have to be like minded in one accord. We have to become Hallelujah. unity in oneness. 
And this, these are the people that God is going to be coming for. If you're not in oneness with this remnant, you're not going to make the ripple. You're not going to make it at all. So it's time for us to check our hearts, search ourselves. Where are we at? Are we being men pleasers or are we being God pleasers? We want to please God and not put our name on the check because we want to impress somebody. We want to be God pleasers because we want to do everything that he is calling us to. And that is being there for each other through love and love helps. There is no selfishness in love. So is there selfishness where you're going or is there true love? Think about this. It's up to you to help turn this around. You can turn this around where you're at, where you're going. Get a group of you and say, hey, let's turn this around Amen. and start taking Amen. action and Amen. doing the opposite. Yep. Amen. So with that said, thank you for listening in. And we hope that you'll come and listen with us again. And um, our next episode... We're not sure what it's going to be. We're going to pray about that. So stay tuned. Please rate us. And we would love to hear from you. Amen. And um, have a blessed day. Praise everyone. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.